Hi, my name's Alistair. Hi, my name's Kat. This is Ali Kat, and we're bringing you Bam Pot Productions podcast. Yeah. Now, you were talking just before we started this today, and you had a very interesting topic you, you wanted to talk about. Now, what was that? The, the topic? We were just talking about it. You said you had an interesting topic. We get a good 20, 25 minutes of talk out of it. And I thought it was a good idea. So why didn't you just say what you wanted to talk about on the pod today? Um, Lead the way, Catherine. Okay. What will this winter bring with inflation so high? Oh, shit. That's actually really good. I was trying to catch you out, obviously. You were trying to gaslight me. Well... No, if anything, I was gaslighting the viewers, the listeners. Mm-hmm. We, before we started the podcast, you said, what should we talk about today? And we both kind of shrugged. Mm-hmm. And then I just started the countdown to start recording. And then kind of threw you under the bus by saying, what's the topic? Mm-hmm. And I thought you were going to fold like a flange, but... In, <laughs> what? Don't flanges like, I collapse? I have no idea what a flange is, Alistair. They don't cook right. What's a flange? Oh, man, I think it's That's a That's a of... flan. It's called a flan, Alistair. Shit. Yeah, it's actually not a flange, it's a flan. Flange. Oh, God, I hope that's not a sex term. It sounds like it could it be something... It probably is. Flappy. Blah, 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 blah. Allie! <laughs> Sorry. It's not that kind of podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... This is a legit current affairs point. About inflation. About, yes... Now, seeing as I raised the topic, yeah. how are you going to retort? What's winter going to bring? Is, is at an all-time high. It's not they're saying there's going to be certain blackouts because there's going to be a lack of fuel. No, they're not. But that's what they've been saying in the media. Uh, they changed it, like, a day ago. Oh, right, okay. I don't know. Right, okay. I don't know. No, they no, were it's saying just that... because I've been reading yeah. for months <laughs> Me too. that they're saying that this winter there might be blackouts and they're trying to bring in processes which will limit that like people need to wash at 9 p.m they're saying no as in they put on the washing machine at 9 p.m right you know how it always sounds worse until until it happens like it always sounds worse than it actually is everything always ends up being better than any pundit ever says i don't ever remember like enduring a blackout for like in terms of electric in scotland you never there had were several... power out or not like a blackout, but never had power go out in the street or anything? In Lanark on this oh no, well actually I am stand corrected, there was maybe once mm. many, many years ago when there was a blackout, but that wasn't the whole of Lanark. I think that was only a certain part of Lanark, and I think it was only these few um and of course the viewers are... don't know where we live, so Lanark's just a hypothetical town that could be anything anywhere. Yes. A <laughs> hypothetical town. Anywhere. Just like could be Naperville. A- absolutely is a hypothetical anywhere. Place. Just like Tableville or Bowlville. Are you are you just or Vaysmill. looking at objects on the table? Or giant and black say... dildoville. Alistair! <laughs> it makes it sound like there's one in front of us when there isn't. Why are you using so much sex terminology? This yeah. is a legit current affairs pod. You're right. Let's get back to inflation. I'll inflate you in a minute. 
we all know you and your inflatable dick. Oh, oh she's retorting. Burn. Wow. Burn. I oh. burned you. You burned me. I burned you. Okay, look at you just so. chugging down your coffee like it's just nothing. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> pretty basic stuff. I think I'm pretty good at it, to be honest. You're a basic bro, as they say. Never heard that phrase. Well, I do want to get back to inflation. Well, I've been trying to, but you were distracting us by saying certain things. Yeah. No, you mentioned the hometown we live in. I didn't. You already said that was a hypothetical. Oh, yeah. Now, now you're, you're just right. vexing and annoying me. <laughs> okay. So I've only ever suffered one blackout in terms of electric, but mm. they have been saying increasingly in the media here that there's going to be... What so, is it a lack of fuel or gas because of what's happening with the Russian supplies? Because so, Russia isn't exporting. I'm now. not entirely sure. Like the mix of energy we have in the UK, um, isn't like electricity supply isn't that dependent on fossil fuels. Um, our base load mainly comes from nuclear, and then we top up with renewables. And in Scotland, we actually produce the equivalent of one hundred percent of our electricity um from renewable sources we export most of that um i don't think there's any like we use gas turbines to produce some of our electricity so i suspect it's just because of a lack of you know gas um supplies in europe in general however i also read that um the winter looks like it's going to be warmer than they were expecting. So over the last week or two, it's been looking like it's going to be increasingly warmer than they thought when they were making these dire predictions. It could so, be offset by climate change then. Well, who knew kinda, that climate change would be a positive? A benefit, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think um, that's one of the great things about burning fossil fuels to warm your house is that you prevent the need for using it in the future because you know we burn up the atmosphere and it gets nice and toasty it's probably not a benefit but just to say i think the well, are negatives to climate change as well the blackout prediction is now kind of being toned down a bit just because it looks like there's going to be less gas used in northern europe for um, heating purposes and therefore more available, a cheaper price. In fact, energy prices are already starting to come down. So it looks good. Um, I think the, the the Europe has already managed to replace a lot of the gas that it got from Russia, from other suppliers. Um, and it's just about waiting for those new sources to kind of kick in. It takes time to send liquefied gas from, you know, Qatar all the way to Europe. So... I think by next year, it's probably not going to be such a big issue. Like, we'll probably have fixed it. Um, you know, the supply chain issue as far mm-hmm. as energy is concerned. And um, inflation's uh, kind of at a record high, yeah. But, you know, there's lots of factors. And I'm not smart at this stuff. I don't know what's causing it. But maybe it's the government printing money. Or maybe it's the fact there's less shit available to buy. Or a combination of everything. But What does cause inflation? No one actually knows. I think there's a... So how can they solve it if they don't know the reasons? Just, I don't know. There's a few models on what causes it. But I mean, if it was It's fully... an economical solution, right? Because inflation is an economical oh, problem. I guess, yeah. So what kind of models do they have as to... I can't remember. I remember reading um, one, of our, one of our friends, who you'll know him. Um, he studied economics at Edinburgh Uni right or maybe business management however 
he had a, a textbook on that. I remember thumbing through it a few years ago and reading this bit in Inflation and the textbook was saying, <laughs> no other reference other than it was one of his textbooks, was saying there's like three models that are used um, academically to understand inflation, but none of them are particularly good. It's probably a combination of all of them. None of them are exact and people argue over which model is the right one. Um, but it it's... Interesting. I don't know what causes inflation. I don't think anyone does. And I think that there's a few kind of very simple answers you hear to that. But there's always weird edge case examples where that's not exactly true or it doesn't work out. So one of them is that higher wages increases inflation. Mm -hmm. One of them is that printing more money when the mm -hmm. central banks do that, that causes inflation. And the other one is when there's less stuff available to buy, that causes prices to go up in inflation however there's examples of all three less gas there is oil yeah. because russia isn't exporting it and gas and oil goes into the cost of every product because every product is at the very least transported but requires energy to you know normally make it and you know sell it so um yeah energy costs go into all products i, I think that's part of it but um, i say there are examples in history where all of those things have happened, like you've had to say more money being printed and inflation hasn't gone up or wages have gone up and you know inflation hasn't gone up. So um, it's a complex picture. And I think if it was fully understood, there wouldn't be any issue with it because everyone would know exactly how to deal with it. But we don't really. So Yeah, because like you can't really solve a problem that you don't really know solid causes for yeah. I would have thought but then I suppose they've now nailed down the causes for climate change although there are people that would dispute certain facts about that but that hasn't really been resolved has it because of the nature of politics and the yeah. nature of just society as a rule also the fact that I think fossil fuels result in a really high quality of life for everyone and it's keeping a lot of people alive. It's, well, it's more comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. Because if we didn't have that, then we would need to rely on renewables, right? Yeah. But not everyone can or could do that, nope. meaning that we would probably, a lot of people, be living like the cavemen did. No, I actually don't think we could rely on, on other sources. I think it would require quite a big reduction in um, quality of life around the world to, to solve for the problem. And bear in mind that quality of life for a lot of people around the world is not good in the first place. Yeah, so, I mean... I the, mean, we're fairly comfortable, but... In the West, it's probably losing a considerable amount of, like, your money and things you can do, but in most... Well, not most, but, yeah, maybe most. Most parts of the world, like, the reduction required is really talking about people starving to death. You know, it's... it's they're already on a kind of subsidence. Subsidience. Sub-subsidised? No, it's that subsidence living when you're just above what you need to, like, stay alive, like, where you're just above on Above the, the poverty yeah. line, which is, like, a dollar slash a pound a day in some countries. So there's not a lot of wiggle room for some people, but I, it's one of those things where I think even if we knew 100% that fossil fuels cause climate change and we knew that it, the end result was going to be really bad... I still think you're probably just going to have to burn it and hope for the best because... <laughs> Let's just like, hope that it reverses yeah, itself. Like, magical kinda, thinking, guys. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's like or think maybe, happy thoughts. Or maybe humans have some amazing innovation that kind of nullifies it. That would. Or be... maybe we fly off to space and that's yeah. how we live, like lost in space. Or maybe there's a nuclear war in ten years and all of it's a mute point anyway. Because we all become zombies or we die. Well, I I'd be absolutely raging if you know. Let's say we gave up ninety percent of our disposable income in the West to save the climate and the environment, <laughs> and then ten years later we end up dying due to pandemic or war anyway. I'd be like, "Fuck that! You'd Why did like, I suffer I'm... for ten years? Like, absolute bullshit." Uh, guess I never really thought about it padding out like that actually until you've mentioned it. That would be quite be ironic. Yeah. yeah, make all the sacrifices for the sad. next generation. It's almost like a Shakespearean, uh, Shakespearean tragedy, really, mm. or a very Shakespearean ending to humanity. Know, just yeah, just like really, you know, ironic and sad, like sad mm. twist of fate. Yeah, that's why I always say a Shakespearean ending to humanity. You've never said that. In I don't life know what until I, a Shakespeare until I is. mentioned it. I think you know who Shakespeare was because most person? people. I thought Shakespeare was a type of weapon. Oh, so it's now become a noun. It's like now become like a noun. That's what I thought you meant, like a Shakespeare. A shake, yeah. Or maybe a spear you shake and then it like hits the target. It's I don't a spear know. You yeah. Oh, you're a dumpling if ever there was one. I mean. Maybe inflation will solve itself as well. It's a lot of market forces. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people like to think that that would will be the case, but I mean, with Sunak and his new cabinet and the government in tow. Yeah. Are you hopeful that, you know, they could maybe at least offset some of the damages? Because he's putting through an austerity package, right? I saw that. They're making more cuts. But I, the problem in the UK, I've said this in the podcast before as well, is that our productivity isn't really rising. Um, the average worker is generating as much wealth now as they were like 15 years ago, 14 years ago. It's... Uh, it's crazy. Um, there are countries that have grown in that time as well, and the UK just hasn't. So, I think part of it's the pain of that actually is that you know we haven't grown the economy in the UK like other nations have. Um, is the economy stagnant or is it shrinking? Quite stagnant. It goes up and down. So it's not regressing. It's actually just kind of almost staying like, the same. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of most Western Maybe. banking systems require growth for them to work. Like if you lend money out, you need to make interest mm-hmm. on that. Like it's, um, I don't know, it's tough. And I think part of the austerities with that as well, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Then you add in kind of like, yeah, less shit anyway, like kind of oil on that. It's like, uh. It actually paints quite a depressing picture though, doesn't it? It does. But I mean... How could Rishi and his law kickstart the economy? I have some ideas on that, if they're interested. But Fire away. I've always thought that, like, people need to kind of be inspired to work as well. Like, there's the kind of the conservative idea in the UK and the kind of neoliberal idea is that people, like, you motivate people to work by taking away, say, welfare and whatnot, and that forces them into the job market where, you know, they learn discipline at their job and shit like that. But I think in actual fact,
people work for a lot of reasons. And actually, I don't think in any economy you want people who just work for an income. I think those tend to be your kind of lowest... Like, those are the people putting out the lowest quality of work in any job. They're the people that want to do the absolute minimum to get the most amount of money. What you actually want is people who are inspired to do a good job, to do well at their job, that find ways to add extra value. And we just don't encourage that in the UK at all. Um, some of the most robust economies in the Western world are ones where they have very high levels of self-employed people, small business owners. And it's because a huge percentage of the workforce is really invested in having the best business possible, um, providing the best service that they can. We've had a thing in the UK where we've overcome the lack of growth by allowing um, employers to pay lower and lower wages to workers, like relative to inflation over time. Um, and we also have some of the most relaxed um, working conditions like health and safety and whatnot, working hours anywhere in Europe. Um, and it just, I actually think that employers need to be, kind of need that same level of discipline, like being disciplined where they're forced to actually provide more for their employees and figure out ways to make businesses profitable while also like offering more to people that work for them, make the people more productive overall. It stifles innovation when you can get around low wages by, um, sorry, where you can get around not introducing kind of technology and efficiencies by just paying people less over time. Like, it's not the type of economy you want. It really is a race to the bottom. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, I agree with what you're saying because it seems to me that everywhere I go into, especially customer service or retail, no one knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And most of the people are quite young. Yeah. But there's an issue with that because the problem is that if people are young, they'll probably want to work part-time is the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Secondly, they don't have the experience and they don't really seem to want to learn. So I just find out when I walk into places, the queues are a mile long. Yeah. It's slow. They don't really work that hard. I don't know. Like It was just a bit different when I was kind of that age 20 years ago. Like I don't know. But I don't know if as I get older, I look back and I think, oh, now I'm the old person and it was much more better in my days when I was young. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Like, I do think it's both there. Um, I think the younger generation is different, um, having growing up with more, say, technology. Um, but also, I think the younger generation... There is a part of it where you do, the older you get, look down on the changes in society. Because yeah. you feel that what you know and what you knew yeah. in the life that you led was the best one. Yeah. And also, generally, when people get older, they, they don't... They just tend to become more entrenched and they become more of who they were. It's true. Or like yeah, more, more of, of who, who they, they were. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, actually, some people get better and some get worse, but some really just remain the same. Yeah. So they became quite unchanging. So they peaked a few years ago and that's what they remain as. You know, yeah. the same clothing, the same hair. Um, it's that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, do you have hope that, Su that, Su that Sunak and his lot can kind of kickstart stuff then? I mean, because you've put forth quite a lot of ideas, but... Or do you think they'll just kind of stay true to their austerity measures and tax cuts? 
is like the conservatives tend to advocate for i think that's it yeah i don't think there is much more i i don't i don't see any vision out of this government i mean even if they even if he did have some vision for the future and something he's never going to get it through his own party at the moment they're so divided and so fragile um I would have thought that they would have wanted to be less so because yeah. they probably know if they have another right. election, then they'll lose. So I would have thought his party would have bumped up a bit. You would have thought so, but it doesn't appear they are. Um, I think they just want to stay the course. And Do you think they've become it... quite self-destructive as a party? Yeah. I think they've been that way for they're, a they're long time, implode. actually. I never think they got over the divisions of Europe. And I think you had someone like, for all of her ills, someone like Thatcher that actually busted balls and kept yeah. the party. She definitely had a lot more authority. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She definitely had more vision and she had more authority yeah. with the way that she did things. But her time ran out, as they say. Well, do you remember how they walked her out of the office? Like, they're so good at that in the Conservatives. I don't actually remember. So I mean, I'm sure she you was can look probably at the quite video upset. I'm sure her, she was crying. Yeah, of her resigning, but... It's very similar to how they've done with all of it. Like, normally when a prime minister... Like, around the world, if, a, if the leader of the country has to resign in office, that normally brings down that government. Like, they never get through it. The Conservatives have been able to force... Multi, like, how many MPs have they had resign now? Mm -hmm. Well, PM, sorry, resign yeah. over the last six years, and they're still going strong. The Conservatives are so masterful at transitioning leaders. Like, yeah. in a... You see that with, say, Thatcher as well. Um, they managed to get her out when it was time for her to go. But it's a really rare thing, actually, around the world that a party can get away with that. Like, Such a seamless scandal. Yeah. transition of leadership, as one says. Very top. And there's not a coup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no coup d'etat, as they say. I mean, imagine what would happen if the... Um, like if the president, like Biden, had to resign for something, like for a scandal, like there's no chance the Democrats would win the next election. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, but it's really be rough, like really I tough. Mean, if Trump were running in 2024, which you sometimes hear him say, but then he says a lot of things, yeah. I think Biden probably would win because I don't think people would go back to Trump. Yeah, I'm not sure. Especially uh, after this insurrection stuff. It'd be interesting to see where he polled, actually. I mean, you still, like, see him kicking about the place, and it's like, what? The thing but is, But the thing though, with Biden is that he's going to be 80. Biden is so unpopular, though. Like, uh, just uh, with everything that's happened Empress recently. Kamala like, Harris. <laughs> yeah. She's like a ghost. Like, she's never there now. She was always there on the campaign trail. And then as soon as she got the VP, like, she's literally vanished. That's like, true. I don't know... She just doesn't seem to be on the scene, but I don't know if that's an intentional. I mean, it must be intentional. I wonder what she is doing. I mean, I don't, I don't follow know what American she's doing, politics she's not all visible. that closely, but I she's wonder not visible. if she is visible in American audiences or audiences <sighs> yeah, that would respond well to her. Like maybe they're putting her on, like Hispanic news channels or something. Although <laughs> like, she's not Hispanic, she's just talking to the base. Indian, though, isn't she? Yeah, but they always. She's a woman of color, as you say now. But they term. really sold her to the Hispanic. And I've seen her pop up for a few issues that are considered quote unquote Hispanic well, Hispanic issues in America. But actually, what are Hispanic issues in America? Are I haven't, they different no, from someone who's not Hispanic? I actually haven't seen that. I've seen issues that are considered important to that voting base. Which so, are what? I, normally, when it's um, to do with, say, um, black issues, I've seen Biden talk about those far more. But if it's Biden any, tends to push the black vote, yeah. He does, but he's the one that but tends the Democrats to come tend out to and talk to the, the black community yeah. or black voters. Um, 
I've seen Kamala Harris be pushed out when it comes to issues around the border and border security or the migrant crisis on the southern border. So issues that are going to be a bit like when she, when the when the Biden administration has had to say our borders are secure, you're not getting in, don't try coming into the country illegally. Um, it's normally Kamala Harris who's delivered that message. So I think, you know, because the Hispanic vote is kind of affected by that a bit more mm. and it's a more of an issue for them. So I, I have no idea, but that's what I see. It's interesting because I was reading an article and it was looking at the demographics of voting for people of colour in the US mm. and actually apparently a lot, there's more Hispanics that vote in elections than, than there are black people. Mm. A lot of black people are not even registered to vote. And yeah. they gerrymandered a lot of the counties. Yeah. <laughs> the Republicans, they gerrymandered a lot of it. That's true. So they made it harder for black people to vote. But a lot of black people, apparently in the US, particularly in the state of Mississippi, which there's a lot of black people, that's a Republican state, but a lot yeah. of the black people don't actually vote. It's like they they just don't vote. They just don't go out and vote. I wonder if... But the Hispanics the... compared to the black people actually vote For a higher rate. And the Asians also vote a lot as well. So I wonder if that's why black people in America voted in such large numbers for Trump because they were mm. only voting in areas that were Republican and that kind of skewed it more than the support would suggest. Yeah, because black people generally tend to side with the yeah. left-wingers, but because the, the Democrats in the US electoral is a broad rule. college votes are like winner-takes-all kind of votes for the state. You, we, you were talking about this the other day, how mm -hmm. certain states, your vote counts for nothing. Like if it's a very yeah. clear Republican or Democrat state, then... Some Good states just don't swing. Yeah. yeah. So maybe then it's the issue that um Yeah, maybe kind of black people in Republican like if they're in heavy Republican areas, they tend not to come out to to vote if they're say Democrat because there's no point and I wonder if that's more of an issue with the black community than it. Because, I mean, you can't gerrymander a state boundary, obviously. Like, the state is just the state. It's the local area. Like, it's areas within it. But then... Do you know what I mean? I don't really know the specifics of how it works on a local level, like, mm. in terms of politics in the US or in terms of elections. But if they gerrymandered on a lower level, then wouldn't it affect the state election? Oh, I'm not sure. See, See I thought it was. I don't know. I thought the vote for president. Mm, that's a really good point. I should See, do more research. These are specific stuff that I'm not aware because the electoral college I find really hard to understand. The electoral college being as in that determines the, the presidency of the United States. Like I find that quite hard to understand actually. Do you remember when Trump got in, they were saying that the Electoral College could actually overturn the vote of the people? And they were kind of half yeah. seriously discussing the fact that you could keep the president out by... Because there's no obligation. But it's not democratic to do that. No, it's he, not. I mean, so but, they let him in. Yeah. He didn't really do anything for four yeah. years. <laughs> he just said a lot of shit and reacted and there was a lot of corruption and, and incompetence going on. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if he was a bad person or if he was just incompetent. He actually both, had I don't the know. benefit of running. That's what I was going to say earlier, though. He actually had the benefit of running in what was a 
relatively prosperous time given it was the pandemic like the stock market took right off immediately after the pandemic um yeah he didn't really deal with any issues but then the pandemic came along inflation was quite low like none of this stuff and these policies had really caught up yet he might he just kicked afghanistan down the road Mm. and kind of left all these problems for biden to, to pick up and um, well, like, he didn't have much of a vision. Yeah. I think maybe in the business sense, he did a lot of tax cuts, right. which probably will then become part of his legacy in the future when you look back to it. You know, he's going to be the one that, that did a lot of tax cuts for the businesses, for those that were wealthy. Um, the That time of so-called Reaganomics type, type thing yeah. maybe would benefit some yeah. people. Um, but he was also a highly divisive fi- figure, um, and unfortunately, he didn't really sideline the Nazis or people that were so called kind he of didn't. like the Proud Boys type. No. Lot. Like he really like they were his core base, and their behavior and the things they would say were highly negative. Yeah. Although I don't know if Trump really believes a lot of that. Like I think he wants like he just wanted It's an opportunist, right? Yeah. Also I don't think he ever thought he would get the presidency. <laughs> yeah. And then he actually got it, so it's like, oh well it's not like a broken toy that you take back to the store. Right. <laughs> you then need to just become the president. Do you know if you're a billionaire it is like you break it, you walk away, it's like who gives a fuck? Well he did that with all his wives. But um uh but unfortunately he couldn't do that with the presidency. No, he couldn't. So he became the 45th president of this United States. Was he the 40th? Not we of don't... this United States, yeah. of the United States. But we might live in the well, USA. Who knows? I mean, the USA is in my mind. It's yeah. a mindset as well. So if I imagine it, then it is it. That used to be a troll I used to do on Twitter a lot. Was like, I would tell people, I, I've got, you know, um, Union Jacks in my Twitter profile. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, comment on American politics. And when people from America said, you're not American, keep your mouth shut, I would just claim that America isn't a country. It's a state of mind. We're all American. And it would wind them up so much. Why were they so sensitive to that? <laughs> because I don't I know mean, like, right you didn't even mean it. Americans are. <laughs> really? Like, oh, Actually, we don't anyone, if you're on, if you're left enough or right enough, you'll get offended by, <laughs> yeah, everything. Right, so By anything, fun. anything. Yeah. Right. Okay, I get that. Right, well, wrapping things up, Ooh, yes. we've covered inflation in times of winter. Yep. And Sunak. And Sunak. Electoral college. Electoral college. Voting rights amongst the minorities in the United the States. The minorities in the United States. Okay, you're like an echo now. Echo, yeah. Is there Amazon Echo here? There's or is an it Amazon just Echo, you? it's me. Okay, well. well. it's buy from me. It's actually buy from Ali. It's buy from Alistair. Buy from Cat, And buy from Bampot Productions Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at BampotPod. BampotPod. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, well. Bam-pot. Bye. At BampotPod. Buy from Ali Cat. At ba- BampotPod. Bye. Bye. <laughs>